Welcome back, everybody. Did you know that hidden on a rocky Northumberland hillside, amid the trees and the rhododendron bushes, is an absolute marvel of the Victorian age? The first truly smart home, though admittedly, instead of an Alexa, they have a house full of servants, but it's gadget filled this house. For this special short episode of the Voices from the Northeast podcast, I want to take you to a house that has captured my imagination since I was a little boy. 40 minutes from where I am sat right now is Cragside House and Estate. And when I say estate, I mean sprawling estate filled with trees and rocks and lakes and play parks and cafes, formal Victorian gardens and a greenhouse and lawn that have a view which I cannot even describe on a podcast. You'd have to go and see it yourselves. It's incredible. Okay, the car is packed. Picnic is in the back. James, shall we head off to Cragside and I'll give the listeners a rundown of the fascinating facts about the marvellous house on the hill. Let's go to Cragside! Welcome everybody to the Voices from the No Face Podcast. Morning, podcasters. You know, I was born in North Seaton Colliery. When I, when I were a lad, I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion for me, absolutely fine. And who doesn't make the selection box for breakfast? Hey, that was Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I she went flying over me pole into Bustelli. I'm recording this episode because I visited Cragside for the umpteenth time recently, but actually did something that I haven't done in probably more than a decade, and that is actually visit the house itself. Now the place is amazing and it is so vast an estate that actually when we go we usually explore and walk the grounds for hours and hours and hours, like round the lakes, through the labyrinth, etc. It's fantastic. But today we decided we'd actually go and look inside this house that has stood here on the side of a rocky hillside since the early 1800s. Now the first thing that hits you at Cragside, if you get here for it opening, is the sound of nature. Just just have a listen. What you can hear is what I can hear, standing on the huge iron and steel bridge that crosses the river beneath the house. I could stand here for hours. The sound of that river, the bird song, it is incredibly calming and tranquil. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, but I'm not here for the grounds today. However, while I'm outside, I'll give you my first fascinating fact. The trees. The trees around here are not native to the UK. It's one of the reasons that I think Cragside can 
seems so incredibly different a space is these huge trees. And they're almost 140-ish years old at this point. I'm surrounded by these trees. And they're actually from North America. They were deliberately planted here at the design of Lord Armstrong to create a North American landscape in Northumberland. So add that to your next family pub quiz. Where can you find a North American forest in Northumberland? The answer is the Cragside Estate. Alright, it is 11am, the house is just opening up. So, shall we go inside and I'll share with you some of the bits that make me go, ooh, wow. Firstly, inside here, it's the kitchen. And not just because it's ruddy huge, which it is, and you can completely imagine a Downton-style menagerie of domestic staff busy as heck in this space when you enter it. But this is the first place you find the smart home gadgets that I mentioned earlier. And the one I see straight away as I come in here is the hydro-powered food spits, roasting huge meats like, you know, a great big headless pig hanging there. These are water-powered roasting spits. You know, they're made up of a connection of gears and cogs that go down the side of a wall beneath the flooring of the house to a small turbine that is turning them through the power of water. So that's, that's the first wow, that's cool, in a house built in the 1800s. A water-powered turbine to turn the food and cook it for you in front of the fire. And the second wow is found just beneath the kitchen. Just beneath the kitchen is the starting point for a lift. A lift. An actual step inside it and take me to different floors in my own home lift. And again, it is powered by hydro water energy from the estate's own lakes. A hydraulic passenger lift. It was installed in the house uh, between 1870 and 1880, so this is, this is Victorian England. And it was mainly used by the domestic staff, admittedly, um, but come on, if you've built a lift, you can't tell me there wasn't a couple of opportunities when Lord Armstrong just dashed inside it to, you know, take out the burden from your feet of having to walk up the stairs in this place. So, it was mostly used by the dis domestic staff, um, you know, taking coal to the open fires in the various rooms, you know, to make sure that uh, the rooms were warm enough for my lord and my lady. I mean, that's an impressive gadget. And you can hear, you know, some of the machinery here in the background that's going, that's powered by the water that surrounds Cragside House. And um, 
if you get to visit um, outside the house, so I'm not including it in my list, but outside the house, just down the hill, is the Archimedes Screw, which is part of what generates the power from the water to, to power this absolute marvel of a house. That's an impressive gadget, right? An impressive gadget to have been built into a country house, let alone the fact that it's powered by water. Next. The next, oh that's cool, on my list is in the breakfast room. Yes, breakfast room. Because, you know, I mean, how sad is it uh, that you have to have all your meals in one room? When you've got the money for it, um, you know, you basically build a room <laughs> for each meal of the day, and then you still have extra rooms. So, in the breakfast room here in Cragside House is a really cool gadget. So, this is a room, and it has a grand hexagonal table in the middle of it which the Armstrong family would sit around to enjoy breakfast as a family together. However, the really cool bit, the cool bit about this table that puts IKEA furniture to shame, is that they planned it with the idea that actually sometimes they might want to entertain up to 30 guests at this table for breakfast in the morning. And so what did they do? They designed a table that is a smart table. It pulls out, it rotates, it twists and extends itself and then fits back together beautifully to allow 30 people to sit around it. It is a it is a marvel to see this thing. It's incredible. And like I say, it puts your smart living IKEA furniture to shame. <laughs> We're just in the study now. I spotted a book on the shelf that rather jumped off the shelf at me. It's called Headhunters of the Amazon. <laughs> Clearly a, a bit of light reading. It sits between Forces of Nature and Rambles on the Riviera. So he has quite an eclectic taste of reading, Lord Armstrong. And I did speak to one of the um, members of staff, for the, the volunteers for the National Trust that are in various rooms around the house, who are all amazing, wonderful and very knowledgeable. All of the books in Cragside House, and there are more than I could count, and I fear that, bless the guy, did tell me how many books there are and I've forgotten now. Um, but they're all real. They're all the original books that Lord Armstrong had. And there's loads of them. And every year they have to take them off the shelves and very carefully check them. Not for sun bleaching, which was my original thought because it's a house with so many lights in it, uh, windows in it, sorry. But actually because of, you know, the small insects that, insects that can get into paper, you know, and, and basically eat a book from the inside. So it's a fascinating uh, bit of information there. Up the stairs we go, down the long hallway, which looks very grand now with paintings on either side of it and a long carpet down the middle and cabinets here and there. Uh, but originally, 
in the era we're kind of revisiting in the next minute. This was simply a, a connecting corridor um, from the main house to Lord Armstrong's laboratory and observatory. So struck was the guy by the Victorian um, mass obsession with science and the new sciences. In his laboratory, just switch yourself into Victor Frankenstein mode here, that's what I did. Um, in his laboratory, he explored with electricity. It's alive! It's alive! It's, I couldn't help it. Um, and if you visit the house now, um, they've installed this fantastic, great, interactive kind of video experiment bit, which brings all of that stuff to life. And you do find yourself kind of thinking, actually, I bet it was a kind of, you know, what can I do with this amazing thing like electricity and, you know, watching it dance. And it's just really cool. And there's a short clip here for you from that room. Lord Armstrong often used 10-gallon jars to produce 18-inch sparks. Bottled lightning. Yes, and on the rare occasion, he observed the curious phenomenon of a black spark. See? It's really quite cool. It's really good. You've got to see this. Now, the last interesting bit of the house that I want to share with you before we go is the Owl Suite, also known as the Royal Suite. Because in 1884, the Prince and Princess of Wales visited Cragside Estate. And, you know, as you do when royalty plan a visit, or your mother-in-law's coming to stay, you redecorate an entire wing of your house. It's just what you do. So here's what they did at Cragside, and this is taken from what the National Trust have put in there. The rooms were installed with hot and cold running water, central heating, electric lights, and of course the all-important servant call bells. And a partially sunken bathtub was even fitted into the middle bedroom of this suite, and it was given its own private water closet. Now. In, in the terms of, you know, what would be considered state bedrooms of the aristocrats, um, uh, you know, the, the, the aristocratic houses of that time, these rooms would have been like, you know, the really expensive luxury suite in a hotel. Okay, really, really modern and just the absolute peak of style. They've said themselves, you know, it was a mark of Lord Armstrong's success and the fame that Cragside had that this is, you know, this is the future King Edward VII choosing to stay at the house of a guy who at this point wasn't even a lord. You know, he was just an industrial an industrialist in the country. Um, you know, a guy of, of real vision and, 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 and financial acumen, obviously. Now... The reason the owls were chosen for the theme, however, isn't known. Sadly, lost to the dust of history. The bed um, in, in the suite, however, has and features these two beautifully carved owls um, at the foot of the bed. Um, they are they're fantastic, beautifully detailed to look at, and they you know strike your attention as soon as you walk into the room because the foot of the bed faces the door. 
it, it's wonderful to see. And and this room is you're full of light because of how many windows are in it and where it features on the house. And it's been designed to look beautifully over the estate. It's incredible. Now, I could go on and on about Cragside. Honestly, it's an amazing place. I can still remember... Um, sitting outside the house when I was a middle school student. I was at um, Hurst Park Middle School and we'd all gone up there because we were studying the Victorians. Um, and I was sitting outside the house and I'd been charged with sketching it. And I can remember being told off um, by one of the teachers there because I wasn't really outlining a sketch. I was more trying to draw it in great detail because it was just an amazing house and I... A rough sketch was never going to do it justice. I wanted to get the detail down through my pencil onto the page. I remember that really, really well. It's an inspiring place. It's inspired many creative works from beautiful paintings to including the books of uh, the author I've mentioned many times on this podcast, L.J. Ross. Uh, and if you've not read it, do check out her murder mystery set here, cunningly entitled Cragside. <laughs> it's a really good murder mystery book. It's really good. Okay, everybody, I'm gonna I'm gonna round the show off there. I hope you found this an interesting short trip around an absolutely fascinating Northumbrian landmark. And you know what? We're in spring. We're going into summer. Uh, if you get the opportunity, if you're stuck for something to do on a day, get in the car and get yourself away up to Cragside. Have a nice look around the estate and get inside the house and see some of this stuff yourself. I'll speak to you again really soon. Until then, stay safe, stay well. Bye for now. If you're still here at the end of the podcast, I want to share with you a couple of upcoming episodes. I'm still working on the Hawthorne Road episode, which is going to be a wonderful conversation with Nick about some absolutely gorgeous photographs she has of life on Hawthorne Road in Ashington. They're beautiful portrait photos even, and portraits in the sense that they are portraits of life, and, and Nick does a wonderful job explaining them. Uh, but due to te technical difficulties, our phone calls keep cutting out, so we're having to do it um, piece by piece, but it's going to be great, and it's coming out very soon. I've also got a lovely Easter special episode coming up for you. That's uh, Jacqueline, Adele, and Rebecca having a really good chat about what makes Easter and things that they can remember um, enjoying about Easter over the years from sort of the 1960s all the way up to now. And on the drawing board is an interview with a very famous Northeast author that hopefully I will be recording very, very soon. If you know anything about my reading habits, you might even be able to guess who that author is and why I am so incredibly super excited about exploring the social history in the books that this author writes. Stay tuned for that. It's coming really soon. All right. Take care of yourselves, everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening to the podcast. Please keep sharing it with your friends. Please keep pointing towards our Facebook page. 
we are trying to build this community of people who will not forget this social history of the northeast and will keep coming back to relive those wonderful bits of nostalgia take care of yourselves from me to you stay safe and stay well bye bye